Hi, you're listening to Yeah, It Can't Be Good, a rewatch podcast of the sci fi original series Eureka. Let's get started. Here's Doug with the episode synopsis Season 2, Episode 4 Games People Play. On the same day that Henry starts his new job at Global Dynamics, Jack's ex-wife, Abby, prepares to take Zoe home with her to Los Angeles. Zoe is furious that her father won't fight for her to stay. She's so upset that she's using a personal therapy device called an ATS to confront her anger and fears in a virtual reality version of Eureka. Writing credits, Jamie Paglia, Andrew Cosby, and Johanna Stokes. Directed by Mike Roll. Original air date, July 31st, 2007. Thanks, Doug. Hi, this is Vicki, and I'm back this week with my co-host, Kim, to talk about Season 2, Episode 4, Games People Play. Hi, Kim. Hi. How are you doing? Doing good today. Good. At the time we're recording this, allergy season has hit, officially. So my voice is on its way out. And hopefully I can get through this without hacking and sneezing. If I sound more like a man than I usually do, it's because my allergies <laughs> have kicked in and my voice is on its way out. Okay. <laughs> okay, so in this episode, Abby's still in Eureka and people are disappearing. Carter and Joe answer a noise complaint. No, let me see if I can get this right. At the home of Dr. Baba Janama, right? No? Baba Jamia? Close enough. <laughs> <laughs> and Carter hits his head with Dr. Baba Jamia's, I know that's not right, contraption. Today's Henry's first day moving into Kim's office, and Abby's ready to leave to go back to L.A. until Zoe finishes school. And I just thought it was funny when Sarah, Sarah was kind of being nasty to Abby. Oh, the house. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was really funny. Don't let the door hit you or right. something like that. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think it was last episode. Sarah was a little bit like that. But this one, she was really all out nasty to her. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. So, Abby, you're heading back to Los Angeles. Yep, this is it. I'm sorry to see you go. Oh, no, you're not. Sheriff Carter and Zoe boys here. No, they won't. Perhaps if you weren't taking Zoe away. Uh, Sarah, forgive me if I don't feel the need to justify my parental choices to a talking bunker. Fine. Don't let the door hit you all the way. You want a piece of me? Are you uh, threatening the house? So she started it. And Zoe's using a virtual therapy device that Beverly gave her to resolve her anger issues. Now, all through the episode, well, most of the episode, everybody kept saying how Beverly was out of town. Although we know last week she left town. Apparently these people don't know that yet. So Zoe's using this virtual therapy device, and her and Carter get in an argument because Zoe's still very angry that nobody told her about this deal that they made and that she was going to have to go back home. And she throws the device at Carter... We don't see him put it on. It just shows him standing there holding it. Right. And then the next scene, he's in his office, and Joe's moving the furniture. And I never really understood what that was about. I keep on thinking that because she wants to be in charge, and she's trying to move her desk. I don't, at Somewhere along the line, I think she believed that he was going somewhere. Maybe going back to California or something. That's what I thought, but they never said that. So I thought I kept. I thought I was missing something the whole time. 
because he doesn't decide to go back to L.A. until the end of this episode, and this is virtual Eureka. So it seemed to me like we were missing something. There was something that somebody wasn't telling us, or there was a scene cut out. Right. Because she was moving a desk, and we didn't know why, and she looked surprised he was there. Well, I think she wanted to move it next to the window. Yeah, she was. But it just seemed like there was something somebody wasn't telling us. Like, there was supposed to be something more to that scene that we were missing. Or that maybe they caught out because they thought they didn't need it, but then this kind of didn't make sense. Hmm. She looked at him funny when he said, I only took half a day off. It didn't look like she was expecting him to ever come back. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, I don't know, that was kind of weird. But then she disappears. Everybody he asks hasn't heard of her. So he goes to Henry, who tries to help him and sends him for an MRI because he tells him he got hit in the head. Mm-hmm. So Carter goes for the MRI, and I don't know why Nathan is in the medical lab. I don't really understand that. Allison's the one who's a doctor. Nathan, as far as I know, isn't a medical doctor. Mm-hmm. They don't want to give him an MRI until Carter says something about Nathan getting fired weeks ago. So Nathan apparently thinks he's lost his mind and decides he can have an MRI. And they find nothing. So he goes back Mm -hmm. to Henry. And Henry comes up with some kind of uh, theories of things that could have happened. And they're going to go to Nathan and Henry disappears. Yes. And up to this point, I think the first time I watched it, I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know why everybody was disappearing. There's a part where Carter does mention to Allison, why are you talking like Beverly? A lot of people were talking like Beverly, and I guess that's part of the therapy. Oh, the headgear. Yeah. So all the people in there were talking like a therapist, really. And Carter does finally figure that out later. But, you know, there was something that Henry said, and I can't even remember right now, but he did sound like a therapist. And it did kind of click with me that, oh, this is all about Zoe leaving. This isn't about people disappearing. This is the episode where he figures out that he can't be without her. Right, right. Abby's coming to take her back to L.A. when school's done. So this therapy device, although he doesn't know it, and we don't at this point either, he's wearing it, is supposed to make him deal with the fact that Zoe's leaving. Because he doesn't deal with it. People have asked him, how do you feel about this? And he won't say what he feels. He says he's fine, as he always does. So this thing is making him figure out that he's not fine about it. He's afraid of losing her. And I guess losing everybody in the town is kind of like uh, a metaphor for losing her. Right. You know, he everybody he cares about is disappearing. But, you know, Carter being Carter, he doesn't show his feelings and he doesn't talk about his feelings. Even when he's in this virtual eureka and Allison asks him how he feels about this, he says he's fine. Yeah. And he's not fine. Yeah. So this kind of helps him realize that he needs to say something and he's not fine. And unfortunately, I'm a little scattered because of my allergies. I keep losing my train of thought. So jump in anytime you want. That's all right. Unless you want to go back to Henry. Yeah, go ahead. If you jump in, if you have something to say, I'm just going along until you have something to say. (laughs) Well, the thing, even with Henry, he's realizing that something's up. Somebody did something to Kim. Right. In her lab. And Beverly has something to do with it. Right. Because when he's talking to her, he has it on. Somehow he got the 
the tape of her being in the office, I mean the lab, and having this little button. Yeah. And then I guess he's back at either Beverly's house or wherever it may be, and he's scanning, he sees in the wall a box, like an empty, you know, like an empty box that's covered. He sees it through his little scanner thing. Right. And he opens it up. That's when he sees the button. Right. So he's starting to connect. Well, from the last episode, when when Beverly left town, although they still don't really know that she left town for good, I guess that little compartment is a safe, and that's where she had her passports and everything. And she purposely left that. Because she picked it up and she put it back. So she purposely left that. I don't know why she would. Because she did pick it up and we thought, you know, we saw it and we thought she was going to take it. But Mm. she put it back. Guilt? I don't know. I don't know if it's guilt. See, we still don't know what she's up to. Right. That's the thing. I mean, I know what she's up to because I've watched the whole series. But at this point, we don't know what she's up to. So... We don't know if she wants Henry to find out what she's up to, or if it's guilt, or what. But she purposely left that for right. him to, for somebody to find out. I don't know if she knew he would find it, but she purposely left that. Yeah, so Henry has seen the um, footage of Beverly taking... Well, I guess now we know, because he's playing it over, that she's taking it out. Mm-hmm. Because he gets to go to Kim's office and he checks under the desk and it's not there. So he checks the footage again. Because I think I said in the last episode too, I couldn't tell if if she was removing it or putting it in. But you can tell that she's taking it out. So she must have planted it sometime before that tape was made. And now she's removing it because there was an accident and that probably has something to do with the accident. So, I guess, during all this, Zoe must have found Carter in a room with the thing on his head. Because then we jump to the to the hospital. He's in GD with this thing on his face. And they're trying to figure out how to get it off of him. Which is why Henry goes to Beverly's house. He's looking for something to help him figure out how to get this device off Carter without sending him into a shock or a stroke. And then he finds the button. But he does find another head device, which he's going to take apart to see if he could figure out how the one on Carter's head works and maybe they could remove it safely. But in the meantime, he does find that button. And Abby comes back. And I kind of like this part in the hospital. The family moment? Well, first, when Abby goes looking for coffee and Vincent and practically the whole town is in there. Oh, yeah. And she says, why are you all here? And she thought they were there for another reason. And it was just a coincidence that she ran into him. But she said, why are you here? And he says, well, we're here for Sheriff Carter. He's he's our sheriff and Zoe's our girl. I like this part where she realizes and when she wants Zoe to go and see everybody out there. And, and she didn't want to leave his side because she says he wouldn't leave me if it were me laying here. Right. This is where she realizes how their relationship has changed for the better, Zoe and Carter. Yes. Uh-huh. And that this town really loves them, and that Zoe loves being there, and that Jack is happy there. This is when mm-hmm. it all kind of dawns on her. Mm-hmm. When you said the family scene. You mean after he wakes up? Yeah, I just passed that. Yeah, it's on now. When I talk to you, I put it on. You it's put on it on. silent. 
It brings a tear to the eye. Yeah, I really like that scene. I really like that she realizes that Carter's not making it up. Zoe is doing better there. Zoe loves it there. Their relationship has changed 100% for the better. Mm -hmm. And she's doing well there. It's not that she's a horrible mother. It's just that she fits in in Eureka. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's where she belongs. And it was good that she was able to figure that out and give her up. Although, I don't know, I'd be able to do that, but... Well, if it's in the best interest of the right. child. But even even when you look at Zoe now from the beginning, even her appearance has changed. Oh, yeah. Her hair has changed. Her demeanor has changed a great deal. Right. And it's all for the better. Oh, absolutely, yeah. But before that happens, Carter finally does realize... Because he says, everybody's talking like Beverly. He does realize that he's in this program. And he's got to figure out how to get out. And the only people left in town are him and Zoe. And he does realize that he's supposed to be facing his fear. And his fear is losing Zoe. They drive towards the edge of town where that, whatever that light beam thing is that was making everybody disappear. And he says to her, you're going to leave. It's going to take you, but I'm going to stay with you. I don't think this was all about him getting Zoe back to stay in Eureka. It was more about him accepting the fact that her mother was taking her and he didn't have to be fine with that. He right. didn't have to play, oh, I'm fine. You know, it could have ended differently and she could have just very well have taken her. But he needed to deal with that and not just say he's fine because he's not. Until you realize he needs Zoe just as much as she needs him. Absolutely, yeah. They're like a peer now. Yes, and they're good together. and. Mm-hmm. You know, she's a whole different kid, and he's actually a whole different guy since Mm -hmm. that pilot episode. And I think Abby realizes that. So back to the bridge, when he lets the light take them, that's when he comes out of it in GD. And did you notice, as soon as he was out of it, Nathan just left. Yep. He was happy. It was over. I saved him. I don't have to stand around here and say, oh, we're glad you're okay. I mean, I'm sure he's glad he's okay, but he would never say that to him. Right. He doesn't Mm -hmm. like him enough to say that to him. But as soon as he was fine, Nathan just left without a word. And the thing is, that's part of a jealousy thing. Oh, it's yeah. It's not even a jealousy of, oh, Lord, what's her name? Allison? Allison. It's also the way the community has came and accepted and how they treat him I, more than they do with him. There's more of a bond with the town than it is with him. Yeah, you're probably right, yeah. And, yeah, I don't think it's 100% jealousy either, and I think you're right. He's blended in with the town much better, or as well, at least, as Nathan has, and Nathan being there for so long. And yes, she sees him as a threat with Allison, but I think that their personalities just, I think if Allison wasn't there or wasn't an an issue, I think they still Mm. wouldn't get along. They just have these personalities. Nathan's pompous and arrogant and Carter's kind of immature. And and I think they still wouldn't get along. Maybe not as bad as they don't get along now if Allison wasn't in the picture, but I don't think their two personalities would ever blend together so they'd be friends. Right. I think they'd maybe tolerate each other because they had to. You're right. Carter goes back to Henry to see if Henry's okay because he knows it's his first day in Kim's office. And the funny part is he says, keeping two timelines straight in my head, it's very confusing. And Henry says to him, yeah, that must be very confusing. But see, Henry's still keeping two timelines straight in his head. Yes. He still remembers that old timeline. 
Mm-hmm. So it was kind of funny that that whole conversation happened because Jack's just keeping that little piece from the virtual Eureka in his head. And Henry has that whole four years where he's married to Kim and because Henry still has that timeline in his head and he always will, I guess. Yeah. And Cart and for Carter that that whole four years is gone. But isn't he using that though? Henry's using it? I talked to Dud Gramley last episode. Henry wants to remember it. And he broke Jason's memory wipe machine so he would never forget. And I remember the first time I saw it, I thought he was out for revenge against Carter. He seemed that angry when he broke it. Mm-hmm. But he never really does anything to Carter. So then I thought he just wanted to remember Kim and their marriage and stay angry about it. So he could use that anger to find out what happened. I'm not completely sure what he meant still. And like what you said, that could be it too. He's using it. He's using all that information. Mm-hmm. Because it was never clear. Like I said, when the first time I saw it, when he broke that machine and said, I'm never going to forget. And he was angry. Mm-hmm. I thought he was angry at Carter, which he could be a little bit. But I think you're right. He's using all that information. He wants to remember his marriage to Kim, but he also wants to find out what's going on. And he's using that anger to motivate himself. And I know it's almost like he's using the information he doesn't want to forget. Pardon me, like I said, I have not finished the series, and then I got a Doctor Who moment. (laughs) And he's using it to go back. He wants to change it. So in my head right now, I'm believing that he's doing things to see if he could go back to change it. Maybe. They're all scientists here. Right. There's all this time, you know, elements and all this other kind of stuff that's going on. And then it's like, oh, Doctor Who, wait a minute. Right. He went back for a moment. Because he went back. to change it. Right. Because mm-hmm. he went back to change it the first time and he got four years out of it. And then the world was going to fall apart. So they had to change it back. Right. So maybe you're right. Maybe he's looking for another way. To try it again. I don't know. To save her. Just, this time yeah. to save her. Yeah. But I was never clear about what he was... I mean, obviously I know what he's angry at. Kim yeah. died. It was somebody's fault. And Carter didn't let him save her to bring the timeline back. No, because I keep on thinking, oh, God, what's her name? What was the first one in nine? The first what? The first... The companion for Doctor Number Nine. Oh. The Ninth Doctor. Nine was which one? Christopher Eccleston? No, the the companion. Oh, God. Um, Billy Piper? Um, yeah. Rose. Rose? Rose. The blonde? Well, remember at one point Rose was trying to save her father? Yes. And he had to die? Yes. So I don't even think about it again is that even if he went back to try to save her, she's going to have to die. Wow. I got to go back and watch Doctor Who all over again. It's been so long since I watched those early ones that I don't even remember them anymore. And I have. I have been watching reruns of it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I forgot about that. And you know how some things you can't change because certain things are meant to be. Right. And it happens. To continue on. Right. And you're changing it. it, Yeah. It's not going to make it better. It's going to happen over and over. Didn't that happen in one of the um, Eureka's episodes where... Yeah. That's ahead, though. No spoilers. Yeah. Um... It's coming up, it might be in the third season. 
I think oh, I, okay. No, I see. Okay. All I right. think I know what you're talking about, which one you're talking okay, about. Okay, thank yeah. you. <laughs> but yeah, do the things over and over and you still get the same outcome no matter what you do. Yes. Yeah. It might not happen exactly the same way, but it still happens. So now that Carter's okay, he talks to Abby and Abby actually had already come up with the idea of letting Zoe stay. So that was good. Yeah. She decides that he's happy there. And she needs to be with him. It made it better for him. Right. I feel too. Right. Because he decided when he finally faced his fears about losing Zoe, he decided that he couldn't not see his child for months on end. So he was going to give up his job in Eureka and move back to L.A. so he wouldn't have to be away from her. But Abby, you know, had already made up her mind before he gave her that speech and said, this town needs you, and Zoe needs you, and she's doing so much better there that she's going to let her stay. That ended well. Yeah, I like that. And I think this place has been good for Zoe. You know, I think she fits in here somehow. Uh, I guess because she doesn't fit in anywhere else. She has some good friends. Yeah, I've noticed that. And I would never ask you to, uh, you know, not take her. It wouldn't be fair to you or Zoe. Jack, listen, I... That being said... I can't go months without seeing my kid. Can't even go days, really. So I'm going to ask my job back in L.A. Every time I watch this episode, and this is the dumbest thing to think about, but every time I watch it, at the end, you know, when they're talking and Sarah puts the background music on, Mm. like they're in a TV show, and Carter says burgers at Cafe Diem, and they just get up and leave. Mm -hmm. And I know this is weird, but every time I watch that, I'm like, I can never do that. (laughs) I can never just get up, say, do you want to go here? Get up and leave. It's like, by the time my son, if I need to go to the store, Mm -hmm. I could be home and back 40 times by the time he's... It's such a production. It's like... Right now, if I said I wanted to go get burgers, I can't just get up and leave. It's such a production. (laughs) Now, how about if it's something that he wants? It's still a production. It might be a little quicker, but it's still a whole production. I don't know why I think of that. Every time I watch it, I was like, oh, my God, they just get up and walk out the door. (laughs) (laughs) Every single time. So I I know I'm like been a little scattered because my allergies and my headache, but um, is is there anything we missed? I was jumping all over the place. I'm sorry about that. No, I think we mostly got everything covered. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I can't th- I can't think of anything else. All right. So if there's nothing else that we need to talk about, we will be back next week with season two, episode five, and I'm not even going to try to guess the name of the episode because I get it wrong every time. so we'll see you next week well not you but we'll see the listeners next week and we'll see kim in a couple weeks i'm sure so thank you kim we'll talk to you soon all righty then all right have a good night okay dc tell us what's next join us next time for season two episode five dr goose bye now see you next time Please remember to follow us on our Facebook page. Yeah, that can't be good. 
at facebook.com backslash Eureka Rewatch or on Twitter at Eureka Rewatch. Links to information discussed during our podcasts will be added to our website at EurekaRewatch.com. You can also listen to our podcast on Podbean. If you'd like to send us an email, please email us at EurekaRewatch at gmail. We would love to hear from you. And we're now also available on Google Play.